0: Welcome to the Soul Revolution Tribe podcast, where we share stories, laughs, and even a few tears, but always a good time. We are about depth and real raw sharing through soul conversations and medicine. We are learning to find ourselves again and to be an unstoppable force of nature, ready to break down the constructs and rebuild them with love and acceptance at its core. We are the new world. Welcome back. I am so excited because I have... Mari on with us today she is a priestess and a goddess entrepreneur who mentors and empowers other goddess leaders and entrepreneurs she is the creator of goddess support and that really gives you the space to serve like the goddess you are she also has her own podcast called goddess entrepreneur i'm just so honored to have her here and for her to be able to share the wisdom that she carries she is a powerhouse for sure
1: thank you jackie thank you for having me i'm excited to be here too and really get to know you a little bit more and have this conversation
0: Uh, so much so much wisdom so much magic like every time you talk i'm just in awe and i'm like oh so sister i can feel it
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you
0: I just wanted to start today by um, just asking you to kind of share a little bit about your healing story and some tools that supported you along the way um, to kind of give the the tribe a little insight on you and maybe spark some interests of areas that they can look into as well.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, wow. How far back do you want me to go?
0: (laughs) Whatever it's called.
1: (laughs) So I feel like, you know, there's always different parts of our story that we can choose to share right but I feel like in in the space where I know that most of our listeners are probably going to be women um, I mean everyone in my world is definitely women but I want to I think what I want to share is just a little bit of my history of and where I come from and how I was raised because I think it'll give a good picture of what I'm all about. So, and I don't, I won't get too lengthy into it. So it's funny that you said you have three boys. Obviously it's epic that you have three boys because I have three older brothers. So I don't know if you've ever thought of trying for one more, (laughs) trying for the
0: girl. My husband (laughs) says no. Otherwise I I would have all the babies. I love babies, but
1: (laughs) he he says three is the
0: perfect number.
1: Well three is a great number and funny enough one of my best friends growing up was the fourth boy in the family like his mom tried for one more for a girl and then it came out a boy and then they were like okay stop.
0: That's what my but, husband says he only creates boys so we could try but he's gonna. I'm just gonna be surrounded by boys for the rest of my life. Well, and I'm like, that's, that's okay. What,
1: that is what my parents thought they thought oh we only make boys and that's just the fact and so they were really like Really shocked and surprised when I came out and I was a girl. So, anyways, I, my mom was a ballerina her entire life, and so was her sister. So, they grew up in this culture of restricting eating, dieting, you know, binge eating, bulimia, anorexia. Like, my mom and her sister would for dinner like share one hamburger patty. Like they would each eat half of a hamburger patty. And this is something that I, that my, like my mom still has anorexia today and struggles with food and struggles with eating disorders. And so my whole life, she projected that onto me. Like I was always too fat. I always needed to lose weight. I became obsessed with working out and, fitness and exercising that kind of stuff like I was always at the food wasn't allowed in the kitchen but with my three older brothers it was like opposite she nourished them she fed them she oh they're growing boys they need to eat it was a completely different language it was honestly bizarre um and I love my mom I have no lingering, you know, hard feelings toward my mom. I know that she was just programmed and she, you know, we all have the opportunity to really take responsibility for our lives and decide if we're going to continue in the way that we've been conditioned or if we're going to break the cycle and break the mold. And she has not been able to do it. It's Um, like doing the best with what she has. She was doing the best with what she had. It, now that she's older, she has admitted that she has um, an unhealthy relationship with food. Um, but I wouldn't really say that she would ever admit that it negatively affected me.
0: Well, she probably so- in her mind rationalizes it too is like, I loved you. So I needed to make sure that you were this image or whatever. So you could be successful. She saw it in a different light
1: yeah, something like that. I, honestly i I kind of don't understand it because she never cared about being, you know, friends with with all the moms or popular among the moms or a cool mom. Like she never cared about any of that. all all my mom has ever cared about is church. And so for me, it was really confusing because I just thought to myself, wait so you're really into God, God is love, God loves us no matter what, but not if we're fat. Like wow. my mom is pretty fat phobic. She's like anybody who's fat. like if you're on the beach and she sees a fat person, like she's 100% making a comment, like it's yeah. unavoidable. Um. Anyways, so I'm not trying to dive into like, just yeah. bashing my mom. But obviously, you can tell it's like this, this had a really Critical role in my upbringing, and but what happened was that at a very young age, and this is the this is the beauty in the wound, this is the gift in the pain, is that I began to understand that I am responsible for loving me, and that I can't actually seek it outside of myself. I can't seek it from her. I can't seek it from other people. I am the one that's responsible for loving myself. And, you know, I'm not really sure if I hadn't been in such an extreme situation where I was literally, I mean, just imagine being young child and not trusting the adult in the room. It was, it was, it was really traumatizing to not just feel like I couldn't trust her but really like I didn't have anybody that I could confide in or be honest with or just be held
0: approved of or like belong to like that that's a core need of a child
1: I wasn't good enough as I was I was always being edited by her so that gave me a really strong sense of self outside of the family outside of my identity as her daughter as a individual as a person as a as a woman really and you know coupled with this whole her kind of um obsession really with church she she went through a phase when i was in my t- early teens where she was very obsessed with church like like on un- kind of an unhealthy way <laughs> she, she's doing a little better now but in most of the, um, you know, these Abrahamic religions, they, the women are not, you know, they're not the leader. They're not the priest. They're not the whatever. They're not in any places of power. And so she just reflected that even more. She would didn't like female priests she just thought it was gross it was disgusting she would gag she would stick her tongue out like she would just behave in all these really wild ways honestly but um I don't know so it like just seeing that I knew but but remember it's, it's not that I saw that and I was like oh this is fact it was I saw that and and I already didn't trust her so it, it sent me in the opposite direction. I was like, okay, there's something here. There's something here. Like clearly like she's wrong. She's been wrong about so many things. So she's definitely wrong about this thing about women, not being able to be leaders, not being able to be spiritual teachers, like she's wrong. And so it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like, you know, when you have a child, like it's almost, it's almost going to go in, in two different directions. They're either going to fully conform and be conditioned by the adult, or they're going to go in the opposite direction.
0: Unless you give them the space and really like nurture their own independence. Like that's one thing that I've really been trying to work with my boys is their own critical thinking skills of like, just because this is my opinion, doesn't mean that it has to be your opinion, but that takes intention to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. So I went, in my own direction. I went on my own way. I graduated early from high school. I had to get away from her. I just needed my independence. I went off to college five hours away and I became my own person. And I, I just distanced myself as much as possible from her influence and her world. Her world to me is very small. And, and that's honestly, sometimes that's how I feel. I I know this generalization and it's probably not a, not a positive thing to generalize, but a lot of like hyper religious people, their world is very, very small. They're not, there's no like bigger picture. There's no cosmos. There's no like we humanity. It's, it's very us versus them. And, and us is like, it and everyone else like literally can die basically that's like deep down that really is how they feel they won't admit it but that really is how they feel like they would if if they could rid the planet of all the other religions like in a in the snap of a finger they would most of these people wouldn't admit to that but that that is what they want that's what they perpetuate with their behavior and that and so that's the that's kind of the That's kind of what I needed to get, get the heck away from. Like, I just could not deal with it. Um, And so I went off and I went and I became my own person. And I, I, I mean, it's funny because, you know, my, my, my beloved, when he met my mom and my, and my family and they're, they're not bad people. Like, I'm not saying anything like that, but he was just like, he, he was amazed that I came out the way that I did and he was like you must have a really strong soul and it's funny because he kind of he doesn't have a similar story in that like his family was overbearing it's not quite that it was more just kind of like the environment he was in um, in in the town ta- in like the you know the, literally like the city he was in but he was just like it, you know I thought I had a strong soul and then I look at you and I just see like wow you really really broke out of something intense
0: born a and fighter so, in that independence like you knew your path you chose this way cuz you knew yourself from the very beginning you carried that wisdom
1: yeah but i mean in a lot of ways independence can be a trauma response oh, yeah. you know i i was ex- responding to a very extreme trauma mm-hmm. when i was 15 my mom um put me under the knife for liposuction and i was not fat i wasn't i wasn't even overweight like, let me just be clear. I've never in my life been overweight. Um, she just thought my thighs were too big and she needed them edited for, I don't even know who, to be honest. I, like I said, she was never in that group of moms. She never cared about being cool. Like, uh, so I don't even know where it came from. Like herself.
0: So it reflects and projects on everyone around her and you. We're under yeah
1: control, Unfortunately. So yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that got hot like real heavy. I should yeah. probably should have given a, some kind of trigger warning. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's
0: okay though. That's your that's your story. There's nothing wrong with that. That's your story. So you yeah, came from this place and you and you were able to give yourself distance. And then what did you start doing to find your truth and get to the path where you are now?
1: I became an artist. I love that. I really just, I became someone who really wanted to make everything I came in contact with beautiful. I remember when I, when I went off to college, I I made my dorm room beautiful. When I moved into my first house by myself, I made my my entire house was just beautiful. I had like beautiful images from around the world all over the walls and I had my art and I had my you know I had my studio in my house I was making art and I was painting I also made jewelry like I just became obsessed with creating beauty that's literally and and not in a not in a um not in a way that was like oh this is beautiful and this isn't but in a in the way that art can be, you know, subjectively, like, this is beautiful. It it sounds like you took, like, your
0: mom's, like, the way she was doing you and her definition of beauty, and you broke that down, and you overcame that and said, look at all these things that are beautiful, and they're all unique in their own way, and just really stepped into that, like, creativity and expression, that self-expression.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I really felt um, like I could not fully express myself in my home. Mm-hmm. And so it was literally like it just burst out of me. I was ex- I was extremely prolific. I, I was one of the most prolific students in my in my college. And like everybody knew me.
0: <laughs>
1: love and yeah, it was a very powerful time in my life that I still cherish, you know, to the to this to this day. It was just I remember when I graduated, I went back to to my hometown and I immediately regretted it and I just thought why did I graduate like why did I work so hard to finish on time I should have just hung out for a couple more years like why why did I leave
0: So so on your
1: journey, where did you come
0: to meet the goddess? Because I know I know you, and that's a lot of what, where you're at now with the goddess entrepreneur and the goddess support. Like, when did the goddess come into your picture? Because I see that you're you're brought into this almost toxic religious atmosphere and you're kind of rebelled because you're like, this is not right. And then the goddess came to you at some point.
1: Well, the goddess was always there because, you know, in the christian church or specifically the church i was in the anglican church mother mary was always there and my name is mary and so i've always had this really deep connection and attraction to her and i i mean i it's so funny to me how I mean, I'm sorry if anybody's Christian, they listen to this, but like you literally are worshiping a dying dude on a cross. Like, so I would be in church and I would be like, okay, here's the vault. I'm a kid, okay? Here's all the things to look at. Um, a beautiful goddess wearing a beautiful, like ha- like outfit and gown and they would always cover her altar with flowers and then like dying dude, half naked, like skinny with ribs showing. Like, what would you choose to look at? Like, why on earth would you <laughs> look at this dying dude? So I I mean, I always loved Mother Mary, and I was always intrigued by her. And I always, that was like the um, the thing that I couldn't reconcile the from my mom and her disgust for female priests. Because at the time, you know, when I was younger, um, the Anglican church didn't allow female priests and then when i was maybe i think 10 they did they began to allow female priests and my mom was so disgusted that she um left the church and she became catholic and she brought like half the church with her and it was already a very small church so this was like a scandal this was a huge controversy that my mom was a part of of like basically ruining this church and and honestly it has struggled to this day to ever gain membership ever again because she just pulled everyone out of this church and was like they're gonna have female priests like what like this entire church is messed up and now oh lo and behold let's see 15 years later, 25 years later, or 20 years later, my mom, her favorite priest is a woman.
0: So it comes full circle. (laughs) I mean, it's like she had to make peace with that part because it probably revolted her so much because there was something inside of her that she was rejecting. Whether she realized that she had to come overcome that.
1: 100%.
0: Yes. I know also a big part of your journey is vocal toning and sound. Um, I know you've created beautiful songs and things like that. How did that come about?
1: Honestly, it's so, I mean, here I go again, church. I was in the church choir. I loved singing. I was like that person. I love to harmonize. And anytime we would be singing a song, I was always that person that was coming up with like, A different ooh here or there or just I was just that person. You know how there's like that freestyler, yeah. That's on every that's on any song, and you're like, whoa, like didn't know we needed that sound, but it works. I'm just that I'm that person. I just you've always channeled that the the I've always channeled that. You hear it. Uh, It's like it's it's it comes from deep listening, and this is honestly one of my best skills. In in life, and it's why I'm an amazing coach, it's why I'm an amazing CEO, and, and what I do, and the, the work that I do with other goddess entrepreneurs is I'm really good at listening. And when you are in a state of listening, you hear things that not everybody else hears. And one of the things that I hear is I hear sounds, I hear melodies, I hear songs. And I don't necessarily take credit for writing them. If I hear lyrics or I hear a tune or wh- or whatever, like I had actually a tune stuck in my head yesterday that I really just I w- I just I could not figure out where it came from. I was trying to think, did I hear a song and now it's stuck? But I just it just came from the ether, and and that's what that's just it's almost like I'm this radio and my dial is just turned to receive sound it's really interesting i i hear lyrics all the time and then i'll write them down and also um i do free writing so i'll just pick a word or anything or a theme anything and i will just sit down and write and as long as i don't think as long as i literally don't stop like and this is not me trying to be, not, you know, boast or anything like that. Like, nine times out of 10, it's like a poem or a song that's literally ready to go. It's yeah. right. Re- well, it's like it's ready channel. you
0: channel that in. It's like what you're open, you're so open to that. And it just comes through. It's it, like, as you're saying that, it's like, that's your medicine. Like, you have this beautiful, aspect of you that you get to bring it in. And this is the medicine you get to share. And I've heard you saying, and it's, it's magical. <laughs> <Just love laughs> it. It's like, it's, it's the frequencies and the unspoken, like the things you can't hear that channels through it too. like all those beautiful codes, um, for lack of a better word, that just comes through with it. It's just, it's powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, yes, Mother Mary was the first way that the goddess really came to me. But another, the another really powerful, potent, pivotal time in my life where the goddess came to me was the first time that I ever um, did psilocybin mushrooms. When I was nineteen, when I was in college, I took, you know, um, a, not a heroic dose, but a sacramental dose, you know, a large dose, and I, I immediately was just of so much love I felt I felt mother earth and just how held we are and you know I mean just just hold on a second everybody if you're listening like we are a fucking miracle and it and it's we're desensitized to it because yeah there's like 8 billion of us but we're a miracle <laughs> like, This. So is a miracle. Our life is a miracle. Being a human is a miracle. It's a miracle. Like it's, it's wild.
0: The way Um, our, our being functions and what we're capable of all of it. It's. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, and so that just hit me so hard. And my first instinct, like literally was to call my mom and to tell her that everything is okay. And that she's so loved and held and and like everything is okay like I just Mm -hmm. felt like I wanted to console her because she's you know she's been a tormented soul Mm -hmm. and and so and which is that
0: archetype's running her life Mm
1: -hmm. yeah which is why she grasps so hard to the church is because of that wound but anyways long story short I disclosed to A friend of mine that was also present that I had the desire to call my mom and she took my phone away from me, (laughs) which hindsight was probably the best idea at the time because Mm -hmm. I don't really think my mom would have been able to receptive, anyways. Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) energetically, you sent her the energy.
1: I did my best, but it wasn't until, you know, many, Um, experiences with psilocybin and studying and also you know listening to a lot of podcasts and learning about about psilocybin that it is a mother um, fungus and um, one of my favorite people to like learn about on this topic she goes by mama de la Myco. she's on instagram mama de la Myco. she calls it the mush womb mushrooms i like that and I mean, do I need to say any more? Like you get it right away. Yeah. (laughs) You get it. (laughs) Um, So I just, that also really um, affected my life was just this. and, And pretty much from that point on in my life, I would do a ceremony with mushrooms at least once a year, sometimes two or three times. It just kind of depends on the year. Um, and then that was pretty much my entire twenties. And then in my later twenties, I, we, I did a lot more because I started to be a part of ceremony, like not leading it, but just being part of it, um, singing in ceremony and, um, but, and then now probably since I turned 30, I've really just been microdosing. I haven't been, doing any large sacramental doses. Um, but to me, psilocybin has been an incredible teacher and um, friend, honestly. Yeah, soul it's, medicine for you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Sounds like that's one one of the powerful tools of really like the self-awareness and connecting in, connecting to the goddess and using this plant medicine for you.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure I've always been on the path of of self-knowledge self-mastery liberation awareness consciousness I just feel like what else are we here for like how can we understand anything about the world if we don't know ourselves and so that's just kind of what has shaped my path is just this constant yearning to to master myself yeah I love that
0: beautiful journey to be on with ups and downs and rounds and rounds but so worth it at the end and uh, the, there is no end <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so if if people are listening and they the the question that comes to my mind is like how can we reclaim the goddess in our, our lives? Like what, where would, where would they start if they want to bring and connect more with that energy?
1: So connecting more with the goddess, really what I recommend is to see yourself as a goddess. Yeah. We can totally study the goddesses of, of the past. We can, we can look to them and get um, inspired by them and their stories and their and and use the tools that help us connect with them 100 you can do that but it's really looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing yourself as a goddess and then and then when you turn around and read those stories and learn about those other goddesses who came before us to see yourself That's in like that it. story because we you know if you look at it uh, you know this is how I see the world is that we're all a fractal of one source. And so it's all leading back to one place. And, you know, I, my arm of the fractal is called (laughs) Madi, you know, your Mm -hmm. arm of the fractal is called Jackie. And, you know, your children come off of your arm of the fractal, and then it just continues. And that's really where it comes, you know, that's how it all works. And so whenever I, I, it's almost like we are part of that bigger picture, we are part of that whole, and so I just encourage anyone who wants to really connect with the goddess to stop seeing the goddess as something that is outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. She, you are a goddess, you know, she is already here with you, she is inside you, she's you know, at any moment in time, you can call upon her wisdom, skills, love, whatever to, you know, be with you and to, and so that you can embody it too. It's available. It's just, it's just in the ethers waiting to be invited and brought down and embodied by you. It's, it's not even that far away. It's already part of this fractal. It's already part of you.
0: It's not a separate. I love that. And the goddess isn't just for women. Um, Men can connect to the goddess too, correct? Like Totally. um So how would you recommend, like, for for walking and teaching my boys about the goddess and things like that and how to connect, what would you recommend for that? To teach boys about the goddess? Yeah, or any men Mm. listening, like, how they can step in. It's not just a female thing.
1: Well, when we look at the goddess, she is receptive. You know, she, she, she is able to hold space and so if you're a man or you know male identifying and you are wanting to connect with the goddess it's really about like how can you be in this in a in a in more receptive states men are often in more giving states and they're also in more um like they're giving they're solving problems they are you know it's almost like okay whatever you're doing what is the opposite thing that yeah, you it's can like stepping
0: into that divine feminine. Yeah. Like the aspect, we all have divine masculine and feminine and really allowing the space for that divine feminine to be heard in your space. Doesn't make you um, like either, or, you know what I mean? Like there's women who are, who run masculine lives. Like I, I had a very masculine driven life for most of mine in the system and things like that. Um, Until I learned, like, I felt, I always felt like something was missing. And for me, it was that expressive piece of the feminine that always was there and wanting to be heard, but kind of shushed because we had a mission to do.
1: <laughs> well, so, yeah. So I, was, and, so I thought at the time. Well, that's the same thing that's going on inside most men. I mean, whenever you mm-hmm. like, just think of men, they are problem solvers. And so therefore, you know, when a you know, whether it's their partner or their mom or sister or friend, when a woman comes to them, with a problem, they, they immediately want to solve it. And so that's what I, yeah. So whenever I, you know, if you're a man and you really want to activate, you know, your inner goddess, don't just immediately go into, I got to fix this. This is a problem to be solved. Just practice holding space and just receiving the information. In fact, something that I encourage all people to do whether you're male or female or whatever you identify as is if somebody comes to you with like a rant or maybe it sounds like they need help or they need advice just ask them do you need me to hold space for you or do you need me to problem solve just get get
0: Figure out what open communication. Yeah.
1: Don't just hop into what you think that they need. Like just ask them, like, which what are we doing here? Am I holding space or are are we problem solving together? And and as the other part, don't be afraid to
0: ask for that. Like if you need somebody just to hold space for you and you just need to be heard, say that. Because we we have to expect the other person that we're we're communicating with. They're not mind readers. So if you say, "Hey, I need help solving this issue," what's your advice? If you open that, then you know that they're they're what they're looking for. What what I I'm, I'm wanting from you. Otherwise, where you're like, "Can you just hold space for me? Can you can you just be a listening ear? I don't need you to say anything. I just need your presence."
1: Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's another really um one of one of the most one of my favorite things to kind of really point out to people and to teach to all people especially my goddess entrepreneurs is that we're in life we are in a constant state of inviting okay so think about something you've been invited to whether it was a party or an event or whatever and think about the 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 thing in your life where you received probably in the mail a beautiful invitation Maybe it was embossed, or it was on really beautifully textured paper, or had a bow, or glitter, or beautiful colors, or maybe it smelled a certain way. Think of how many invitations like that you've received in your life. I'm asking you, Jackie, how many? How many have you gotten physically or yeah, energetically? Physically. No, we're going to talk about the physical first. Yeah, physically, <laughs>
0: not not very many physically. But I, I have I had a few where it invokes those feelings. It may not have been the most fanciest thing, like embossed or whatever, but like you can feel the love. That's why I say say energetically. Like you can that's why I love this is kind of a side tangent, But like when my kids hand make me letters, that will be more special to me than any bought card ever. It's like the totally. love and the energy into it.
1: But yes. Totally. So that's what I'm getting at. And you're one step ahead of me by getting into the energetic. But but that's what I'm getting at is that. We have the opportunity in every moment of our life to be energetically, you know, creating a beautiful invitation, whether it's for another person, for ourselves or for the divine. And so if you and this is something that's happening no matter what, by the way, so you can either just let it happen on autopilot with no bow, no, no, nothing, nothing special, or you can make it special, you can make it beautiful. And that's that is really to me, what embodying the goddess is about. And it doesn't, that that part is genderless. It's like, are you being intentional with your invitations? Are you making your invitations sacred? We're constantly inviting, constantly. This is the thing that people don't understand is that we, we are operating in our life. And the big lie, this is the big lie. And social media perpetuates the fuck out of this lie and tv just everything perpetuates this lie that the audience is other people
0: nope this reflects you
1: the audience is the divine Mm -hmm. and so how can we invite in the divine to co-create with us with sacred invitations
0: i love that oh i feel that strong and intentionally in your invitation like not it may not be a physical invitation, but everything you do, you in, invite somebody into your story. You invite them into your idea. You do it all the time. Anytime you share, like we're constantly doing that. And yeah, it's it's so beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh. Um. So, for those that are sitting here and listening, and they're they're in a state of like they're overwhelmed in their healing journey, and they really don't know where to start. They know they have the desire to shift through things and make life quote-unquote better um where do you recommend that they start
1: oh i got a good one for this (sighs) say hi to yourself in the mirror smile at yourself in the mirror say hi to yourself in the mirror say i love you to your reflection talk to yourself in the mirror make jokes in the mirror I mean, essentially what I'm getting at is mirror work, but you don't have to think of it as work. You don't have to buy a book on mirror work to get started. You, you just need to look in the mirror and smile and say hi and say your name in the mirror as well. It's also very powerful. Yeah. So often your eyes eyes.
0: really looking, looking in my eyes and saying, I love you and notice how my body reacts.
1: Oh yeah. In my eyes. And I had
0: to really realize like, okay, I don't feel that love. Like, I don't feel that love that I pour out everywhere else. And that's a need that's missing. And I should love myself more than anyone else loves me. So I need to work on that. And it's not even a a work to me. Like work has such like a heavy energy. It's like a devotion of a commitment to yourself of connecting. Like the deepest connection you should have is with yourself and the divine. So how you Mm -hmm. do that is to start like creating that relationship and that's why I love what you said like look in your mirror and say hello in the morning just like you would to your partner or your children you wouldn't mm-hmm. just ignore them get up and ignore them you would make that connection of like really I love you you're valuable I see you and I'm glad to be in your presence
1: I love that totally and I'm always trying to make myself laugh like or like whenever I see myself in the mirror I always try like, you know, not we're not always standing in front of the mirror for a long time. Yeah. But anytime I pass one, I always look in it and make a funny face. Always. <laughs> it's like one of my habits of life. I love it. But the reason why that's my immediate go to to share with other people is because when I was a teenager, and I had just been through that trauma of like, getting liposuction and being sent back to high school and just like hating everything, wanting to get the heck out of my environment and just move. I was just so ready to be independent. I just felt like I didn't have the control that I wanted. And I, I was very depressed. I didn't talk to anybody. Um, my, my last year at high school, I talked to no one. I was just that silent kid, um, in the back of the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And staring blankly into the distance, but, and what I did to break myself out of that loop was, uh, my drive to school in the morning was like 40 minutes, you know, sometimes an hour, if there was a traffic, I would literally force myself to smile the whole time. And then, you know, as you're driving, um, you know, there's mirrors in the compartment. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would, um, myself in the rear view mirror smiling and then I would bust out laughing because it just looked hilarious like somebody driving with like a shit eating grin on their face and it healed me. I'm not kidding and I and I I didn't know where that came from. nobody told me to do that. I was just so determined to not be depressed anymore and I just knew that I could I was like there's something I can do to make this feel like to make myself feel better or to make this go away. Like this is possible. And so I just, I, I can't, that was the solution I came up with, honestly, probably gifted to me, you know, from the ears. I truly don't remember where that idea came about. It was just something I started to do. And that is what gave me the strength to graduate a year early from high school apply to college get accepted to college literally 2 weeks before the first day and move into a dorm when i was 17 and it was it was a lot of work but i almost wanted to just drop out of high school to be honest i just was like yeah. i can't do this i can't be here but i knew that i knew i had to get i was like if i can get to college like i'll be okay i just need to get I there saw
0: that vision that hope it's it's ironic, but, but it makes perfect sense. So when I was 15 and I was carrying a lot of burdens and expectations and I tried to live up to this facade, um, I don't know if I've shared this, but I had mirror work too, but it was, it was same as you. Like, I didn't know why, but I remember mm-hmm. sitting in my parents' bathroom, literally about to grab the razor blade and take my life.
1: And my little sister
0: knocked on the door and I heard her voice and it was like my soul said enough's enough. And I stopped, I looked at myself in the mirror and said, What are you doing? You have so much and I literally am having this conversation with myself after I told her, give me a minute. Um, that was like my wake up call. And then I sourced her to do that. And I and I had a conversation with myself, like, you have so much more to live for. Why are you letting this define you? And I had this like, it was, it was like I said, it was it was, I call my soul because it's like, I, all of a sudden I had these words that I never really knew, but it was the, the most loving, nurturing aspect where like most people have to go to all this therapy. It was just like, I woke up in that moment and said, Mm -hmm. why am I doing this? It makes no logical sense. Like I have so much to live for. Why am I carrying so much pressure? And I mean, it didn't change night and day. I still had the perfectionism I still had the people pleasing I still had those aspects of me but I knew like that was the next step of my healing journey to realize that this didn't get to define me that I slowly started chiseling away to find that masterpiece of who I am inside Mm -hmm. but it, it all came to that mirror like I just something inside me said look and look at yourself like cause I went from before it was when I was anorexic and things like I, I'd look in my mirror and all I could see is disgust of like, Oh my gosh, my butt's too big. Or, or, Oh, look at this little roll of skin, which I called fat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, that's all I could do. And at that moment, like, it was like, this just, like, honestly, as we're talking, it's like the, that goddess energy of coming through of how much love and beauty we have. We just have to choose to see it and shift the lens. Like it's like the 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 goofy glasses came off and I all I saw was myself.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. You know, I feel like I feel very grateful that that happened to me where I woke up and it's and it sounds like it happened to you too. I I really I wish more than anything that that was available to all people. I mean, I know that it's available, but why, why it happened to me at such a young age? I honestly don't, I don't know. It's not that I, I don't think that that I'm special or anything because of it, but I just, I know that that's for the most part, pretty rare. And so I'm very grateful for it. Absolutely.
0: It's like the soul said, you have a bigger mission. Like, that's how that's how it was. It's like, you have a bigger purpose. And so you can go down this path and go into depression or take your life, but then you're not living your purpose and you're meant to make impact. You're meant to be yourself. And by being yourself, it's the permission to other people to be their self. And it's the ripple effect. Like something mm-hmm. in my soul just says that, like that it was like that intervention of like, no. Like, like, not the world needs you, but you know what I mean? Like the world does need you <laughs> because we, it's like, we need ourselves because the world is us. We're
1: all well, one. Our, yeah. Our fractal needs us, you know, our, our, that's the whole, that's the whole point of my, I don't say the whole point of point of it, but it's, it's the mission that I consistently come back to is that women set the tone. Yeah. We are the ones that have that ripple effect in our immediate family, you know, our relationship, our small relation, our, our friendships, our family, our, you know, quote unquote village, our town, our community, and then that ripples out into the world. And so that, that we look at a small impact and we think that it's not enough, but it is, it has a massive ripple And that's the power of really, um, you know, being in devotion to that inner goddess who is taking full responsibility for her life and deciding that she wants to be the, the middle of that ripple and have that kind of effect on the planet. Yes
0: like we we have free will so we choose it and that was our choosing point Mm -hmm. I love that yes
1: it is yeah so I this this brings this whole conversation brings me back to really what my sole mission is is to amplify the feminine to amplify these women who have decided yeah I'm going to be the middle of that ripple effect. And part of part of that, part of my job that comes from that is that I do believe that we as women have the power to help heal humanity. And so we have these powerful gifts and sharing your gift with one person is just as important as sharing it with a hundred people or a thousand people that ripple effect is still happening, no matter what scale it's happening at. And so I, you know, the position that I put myself into with my business and with the work that I do is to really help amplify that ripple effect from these women who are doing really powerful soul work for the world, really helping people heal or understand themselves better or activate their, you know, potential, whatever is coming through. I have made it my mission so that they are visible and they're amplified and, and their work is, you know, reaching many. That's what's important to me. And I know that as I, you know, hold space for them, they're able to hold space for more, for, 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 for lots more people. So that's, that's really the purpose of goddess support is it's this beautiful ecosystem where we, you know, help somebody take care of their business because just because you have powerful medicine for the world doesn't mean that you're going to magically know how to run a business or know how to lead a team or know how to set up a website or an email funnel or do marketing or anything. If you know how to, if you know what you want to do, you know the course you want to teach or the session type of session you want to do, then you need to be doing it. Yes. So you bring the medicine, we'll you the bring rest. your
0: vision and then they bring it to you and you help it actually manifest.
1: Exactly. Hence, that's what I do. Support.
0: You're supporting them in sharing their medicine with the world.
1: 100%. That's that. what we, that's what we do at God to support. And, you know, to me, in that journey, uh, what, wherever you are on that journey of serving your medicine, whether you have, you know, someone like me helping you or not, that journey of putting yourself out there, putting your medicine out there, doing work with people, um, you know, accepting compensation and energetic exchange, interacting with the Patrix and, you know, the, these, these um, bureaucracy your yep. construct systems yeah these constructs and all these things like interacting with all those things that is straight up a crash course in personal yep. development <laughs> you will learn so much about yourself all of your yep. shadows will come out you will hit so many different growth edges so that's where the concept of the goddess entrepreneur comes from it's this it's a woman who has the soul mission has this really powerful medicine to serve the world, and she is in devotion to doing it. And the way that she's doing it here in in the 21st century in 2023 is through the vehicle of entrepreneurship, because that is simply the lens that we're operating through at this current time in humanity. And so, the goddess entrepreneur, she is she is a person who sees her business as a spiritual devotion and she is in devotion to it on a daily basis. And yeah, she wants to make money and support her family and, and do all of those things on her own terms. That is why she is yes. an entrepreneur. And she is, it is not all just about the money. It is about who she is becoming on that path, the goddess she is becoming yes. on the path.
0: And I highly recommend anyone that's listening, go check out her podcast, Goddess Entrepreneur. And she shares little nuggets of her story and takeaway points. And it's just, it resonates so much. I love it.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Is there anything you want to leave? Any last messages that want to come through that you want to share with people listening before we come to a close?
1: I think that, you know, in addition to the mirror gazing that I suggested, if you are wanting to heal and kind of cultivate a more playful relationship with yourself and and all that, I have another practice that I just would like to share. And that's just the practice of toning. Vocal toning is, I mean, if you've ever done an OM before, then you've done it. You know what it is, except for with toning, there is no right or wrong. It's just noise. It's just, I mean, it's not noise, it's sound. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, you know, using your body, which is a powerful instrument to make sound and letting the vibration of that tone vibrate to all of your cells. And so it's, it's a, uh, my favorite types of medicine are the free kind not yeah. because I don't think that there's value in the paid kind there are thousand percent is but it's accessible there's quite yeah, literally a starting point no, here's the starting point there's no excuse it's just like you can do this you can literally take a deep inhale through your nose and then make a tone uh, or you can oh no, whatever feels resonant quite literally like whatever resonates in your body and that is a powerful tool that you can have any time that you need to you know regulate your nervous system calm some anxiety um you know center yourself back into you know yourself and like take up space claim claim your your own your own unique sound, heal your body, come into resonance with your body, help your, you know, toning also um, unifies both hemispheres of the brain. So it can help bring mental clarity and, or, or can open up your creative channel, like it can do so many different things. And so um, I teach vocal toning to all my goddess entrepreneurs, every single one in my world. And it's just, it's such powerful medicine and it's ready for you to access now. Yep,
0: And, and to clarify, like the, the sound that comes out doesn't have to be beautiful, right? You don't have to be, no, I want to clarify that for people. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be perfect. Hold on.
1: Hold on. You don't have to be a singer. If you're a human, you're a (laughs) singer. There's no such thing. Okay. I'll, I'll let you get away with that (laughs) professional singer. But this whole concept that some people are singers and some people are not is not true. I just have, it's like singing is your birthright. Yep.
0: And the sounds that come out, like it could be a moan or it could be like a, oh, yeah. a growl. It could be whatever. It can just be not it. judging it and allowing it to move because it's energy that wants to be expressed.
1: I host a sound only boxer chat. Um, so, which is, it's obviously it's free. It's just, it's a space where you can just come make sound. And it like, like like you were just saying, it doesn't have to be beautiful. It's just like, it could be like, sometimes I literally go in there and I grunt. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's, you know, it's just for sound. It is, there's no speaking allowed. There's no English allowed. There's, there's no singing. I mean, there's no like, singing of lyrics aloud. Um and so yeah, that's also a nice open um place where if you wanted to join the the sound only Voxer group, just send me a DM on Instagram. And I'll link her
0: all of her contact stuff in the show notes. So check it out. Make sure that you you follow her and really be in her world because she has lots of wisdom to share.
1: Yes, please come into my world, (laughs) whether it's through goddess support or just come make some (laughs) sounds in boxer is just, you know, this, this is my little world that I've created for, for goddesses to come together. And we're either just holding space for one another, or we're working through things together, or we're, you know, there's just, there's a, a really beautiful community, um, in uh, around in and around goddess support that that I'm really proud of. It's a, just a really beautiful community of women of goddess entrepreneurs. Truly, yeah. so if you are a goddess entrepreneur and you are, you know, really wanting to see your business as a spiritual devotion, or you have a spiritual devotion that you are you want to turn into a business as a way to you know make income for your family and serve and be in this world on your own terms, then come come be a part of my community. Yes.
0: Yes If you're searching for that that space to be held and really help catapult everything for you, come be a Marie's space for sure mm-hmm. Whatever level that looks like yes well thank you for having the time to come and share your beautiful energy and wisdom with the tribe because your soul medicine is so sacred and I know many people resonate with your story and see themselves in it and giving them stepping stones and that that hope of there is another side because look at how how you where you came from and what beauty that you're putting out into the world now it's two two different spectrums and that's possible for everyone so thank you so much for being here
1: thank you so much for having me Jackie I really really enjoy spending some time with you today and I love being in your world as well thank you
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Revolution Tribe and being part of our soul family. If anything in this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, and share your takeaways. You can find me on IG at Grow With Jackie B or on YouTube at Soul Revolution Tribe. I will see you next week for more soul conversations and medicine. Bye for now and see you back soon.